All right, we're live. What is up? Had some technical issues with the computer before I uh, kicked off this show. Glad to be back. Took last week off. Was in Mexico on a little vacay with the fam, doing a fam jam. It's a good time. Um, probably post a few pics on uh, Instagram in a bit. But uh, yeah, it was just nice to get the hell out of cold-ass Canada and get some sun on your skin and bones, swim in some cenotes, eat some good food. It's good times, man. So today we are at the 81st installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast, uh, talking about dudes that love comforting lies, essentially. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a funny one. It's a funny one. I think you guys will like this one tonight. Uh, do me solid. If you're in here live right now, hit the like button just to get the uh, algorithm pump. And if you're watching elsewhere on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Twatches, the whatever else, hit that YouTube link that I just uh, dropped there and head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Unplugged Alpha podcast channel. Uh, it's the easiest way to support the creation of content. Um, if you guys want to participate in the chat, just make sure you hit the members button and um, you know join on in. And I'll definitely uh, keep an eye on Q&A stuff. I'll be taking questions later on in the show. So you guys will be able to call in and ask whatever the hell you want. And we'll chop it up. So let's get right into this. Um, you know what, dudes? It's it's real funny because I've noticed around a third of guys, when you unplug them from society's comforting lies, they they go back to them. It could be more. It could be half, you know. But it seems like it's at least about a third of dudes like to go back to the comfort. They like to go back to what is... Uh, familiar, you know, if you will. Um, you know, they've seen the code in the matrix, as they would say, they've unplugged, they see the world for what it is, reality of relationships, money, self-care, you know, dating, all that stuff. And they're like, nope, not going to have it. I like the shit that I believe before. I want to continue to sleepwalk through life. It happens. It happens to a lot of guys. Um, you know, in my book, which, you know, is sort of the basis of this podcast series, if you guys haven't got the book, definitely get it. Um, there's a second edition that'll be out later on this year. And I've got the second book, which will be in, be out shortly after the second edition, um, with some more stuff, just kind of diving deeper into the rabbit hole on this. And, um, I, I just think it's a good idea to have all these ideas and, and stuff in more than just video format papers, always, uh, a little more durable than YouTube. Who knows what happens, you know, with this content in the future. I'm sure it's not going to be around forever. So that's why I'm doing it that way. Um, but yeah, you'll, I mean, I've done well over a thousand, maybe 1500 uh, consults, calls with guys privately. Um, every show I, I take at least I don't know, somewhere between half dozen to a dozen call-ins every show. There's 81 episodes in this show. Um, I've done them on the Before the train wreck as well. We took call-ins when I was working with Sean. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, and I've noticed a lot of dudes like to, let's go back to what's comforting. Don't want to do what is real. Don't want to do what works. Doesn't Don't want to do what I know women respond to. Don't want to do what um, the facts demonstrate. I want to go back to my comforting lies. I got an article that I'm going to kind of zip through 
in this kind of opening segment on cognitive bias because I think that's a big part of it. But um, yeah, it's a reality. You know, guys will literally say, thank you. This has saved my life. I had the muzzle of a, you know, 45, you know, my I was about to chew on it the other day. And, uh, you know, without you, without, you know, the group of guys in the community and a group, whatever, I don't know where I'd be. And then they'll just say, uh, oh, but you're a bunch of misogynists or I don't like, you know, what you're talking about today. It's weird. It's, it's, it's very, very common. And I don't think we, as guys that have unplugged and continue to do the work and take ownership um, and be accountable and hold others that want to be accountable, accountable as well, should really care, to be honest with you. Um, there's always going to be crabs in a bucket, you know, as they say. Um, you throw a bunch of crabs in a bucket, apparently the way that they operate is when one starts to climb out, the ones in the bottom will grab them and pull them back down. So this is this is purportedly how it works. <laughs> with crustaceans and buckets works the same way with dudes um i see it over and over again and you can beat yourself up and get sad over it like i've seen comments from uh guys in my discussion forum i have a private discussion forum um i, I know i don't mention it enough people always tell me why don't you talk about this more put the ticker down at the bottom so i got a community um yeah but i've seen guys in the community and they'll, and they'll be all you know this this that and the other thing makes sense and know that, you know, we'll just use chicks as an example, because that seems to be like the driving force for a lot of, for a lot of guys still is, um, you know, this chick will be a total train wreck. She'll be toxic. She'll be narcissistic. She'll be manipulative. She'll, she'll be the kind of person that can ruin you personally and financially by going back to them. And they'll go back to them anyway. They know what they're it, it, like. It's like, a building is marked and it says, this is the slaughterhouse. And they just march back into it, knowing exactly what they're marching into. And their friends are, you know, standing there on the way while the guys are walking in the slaughterhouse being like, yo, dude, are you sure you want to do this? You know, this is really not the best idea. And dude just keeps marching in. Let's march into that slaughterhouse. And, and all you can do is just step aside. It's like, look, if that's the kind of person you're going to be, if that's, if that's the way that you want to run your life, and you want to invite chaos into it, you want to can't complicate it unnecessarily, cool, have fun. Um, but there's probably going to be some distance made between you and those people. Um, I don't have time for bullshit in my life, and I don't encourage anybody to tolerate bullshit. I mean, look, man, when you're younger, yeah, you're going to put up with some more bullshit. You're a younger kid, you're in your 20s, you know, um, you're still kind of figuring things out, right? You're going to put up with people that do stuff like that. It is what it is, right? How do I, how do I stop my friends from doing this? And, um, you know, another one that pops up a lot that I've seen, um, even in my discussion forum too, is how do you save men that don't want to be saved? And I'll tell you what the answer to that is, is you don't, you don't, they don't want to be saved. Don't save them. Fuck it. Who cares? Let them go. Let them march into that slaughterhouse. Let them do what they're going to do. Let them invite chaos into their lives. Let them return to the train wreck that's going to ruin them emotionally, financially, intellectually, all those ways. Let them do what it is they're going to do. Roll up your sleeves, as I am doing now, and get on with the business of what you get on with doing. And let them go. Because this is how 
we should handle things, I believe. You should put yourself first. You should make yourself your own mental point of origin. You should allocate your fucks to the things that are truly fuckworthy, right? I talk about that in one of the chapters of my book, Managing Your Energy. I talk about other things in my book, like managing your endocrine system, but specifically you need to manage your energy and only dispense it on things, on matters, on people that are that it's truly worthy of your time. I mean, one of the things that I'll that I'll get, you know, from time to time, you've, you know, if you've watched enough of my podcast or enough of my videos, um, you know, you'll hear me talk about, about this notion of ask holes, you know, and that's ASK, by the way, not ASS, it's ASK hole, right? Ask hole. And all that means is you're asking the same thing over and over again, but doing nothing with the information that you're provided and you're reverting right back to what it is that you're doing. That's an ask hole, right? So if you have people in your life right now that, are doing things that, you know, they're asking questions or asking for advice. They want help with something. You provide a solution, you know, you provide the advice uh, that that would be useful. And then they do nothing with it. And a few weeks later or a day later or a month later, or whatever it happens to be, they come back and they ask you the same shit again. Just look at them and say, you're being an asshole. What's that? Explain it to them. This is what you're doing. I don't deal with people like that. I already told you what to do. Go do it. Fuck off. Right. You're going to get a lot of people like that, you know, your, you know, your boy is 40, like old dogs, new tricks. Very, very true. I can retrain a 20 year old man before I can train, retrain a 40 or 50 year old man. Right. I can tell him the exact same thing. And I do. But the older guy, because they have decades more of societal programming, decades more of all those marketing messages and bullshit and TV shows and sitcoms and men ain't shit. Uh, you know, men are useless, all that stuff coming at them. Women are great. They're beautiful at any size, you know, use my pronouns, whatever, all that stuff. <clears throat> because I've heard decades and decades of that stuff to try to show them something completely different and adopt it and use it, I believe is less likely than a 20 year old who's only, you know, maybe been hearing these messages for, you know, 15 years or so, you know, what is that age when we start to become like, you, you know, where you start to develop memories for me, probably four, three, four, you know, something like that. So, you know, you have 15, 17 years to, un, to untrain um, programming that's not useful. You can do that a lot quicker than somebody that's adopted that for 30, 35 years, 40 years, 50 years. I've seen those guys go back a lot. Not just the older guys, but younger guys too. And I see, you know, I see them go back all the time. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? All right. Why are you getting mad? You know, at the facts. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I quoted it several times in different parts of my book. If you have a problem with the facts, your problem isn't with the facts. It's with you. I'm going to spell it out. I'm just going to say it. That's it. When you know something to be true, one plus one is two, two plus two is four. If you're going to tell me all day long that two plus two is five, I don't give a shit. Believe whatever you want. I'm fucking done. I know what the facts are. You've seen what the facts are. Argue whatever you want in whatever direction you want. Go think two plus two is five. Have fun. Enjoy. Argue. You know what? Go on Twitter because that's where everybody likes to go argue. Go on Twitter and argue with those dipshits. See if that's a good use of your time. Right. Anyway. Um, let me pull up this article here so I can tear through it real quick. And, um, 
get over to the business of taking some call-ins. Uh, I'll drop the link for the call in a little bit. The way the call-ins work, I always get people that DM me and ask, how do I get, you know, I got a question. Don't DM me. Don't email me questions, okay? I mean, if you want to send me a link to something like a story, something you want me to take a look at, it might be worth covering or reacting to, commenting on, whatever, um, fine. But if you have a question, there's two ways that you can get your question answered. You can call in live on my Unplugged Alpha show, which is always done every single show. All you have to do is have an internet connection and be willing to talk about it. One, two. Or you can book me privately. That's it. I don't do email consults. I don't do DM consults. This is the way it's always worked. This is the way it's always going to be. So cognitive bias is the other thing that I wanted to touch on because I was sort of scraping through this. And it's a notion that I've come across many times um, when it comes to beliefs and your belief system and what, uh, I mean, how can I put this? So I had this business coach, right? It was like, 10, 12 years ago, was, you know, we'd done several, several retreats with this guy. It's fucking brilliant. And, you know, he's talking about your beliefs, your decisions and your results. And it, and it kind of stems up that way. You know, it's like kind of like your gut, your heart, your brain, whatever. Um, you know, you hold beliefs true. Like, I don't know. I believe that places in the Caribbean are beautiful. Beaches are amazing. Weather's, you know, fantastic. Food, if you go to the right place, is great. Don't go to Cuba. <laughs> um, you get the idea, right? But but I mean, like you hold these beliefs, and then it's like, okay, well, it's cold out, it's winter. I don't like Canada in the winter time. I need a break from this bullshit. I want to go somewhere warm. So now I start making decisions. Okay, well, where do I want to go? I know this area. I know this area. I know this resort. Oh, I have a friend down there. He's got an Airbnb. Maybe I'll book his place, sort of thing, right? And then you go, and then you have the results. And the results are, you know, the experience that you would have out of the beliefs that you hold true and the decisions that you make and where you go and, you know, the experiences and the stories and the photographs and the, you know, the memories that you make from all that. It's the same thing with anything else. It's the same thing with relationships. You know, it's the same thing with money. It's the same thing with entrepreneurship. It's the same thing with your job. It's always belief choices results. Okay. Nobody tells you what their beliefs are, but you can always tell what their beliefs are by looking at the results. If they have shit results, all I have to do, like, I play this game with my kid and I've said this, you know, many times, right? Whenever at the grocery store and I see somebody that is visually unhealthy, okay? You you put it on whatever side of the spectrum you want, but visually you can tell they're in a sick, inflamed, overweight body. And you take a look at what's on the conveyor belt that they're about to check out on. And then I take a look at what's in my buggy because I'm always up next, right? And what we look like. And I tell my kid, I go, you know, I want you to take a look at that and what's on the conveyor belt. And you tell me what the difference is between those two things and what's in our buggy and what we look like, right? These are the sort of things, you know, that I'm talking about. Beliefs, choices, results. I walk through the same grocery store that he or she did with the buggy down the same aisles. And I put different things in mind that they did. They got the frozen microwave dinners. They got the fucking candies. They got the, pa the packages and packages of chips, the pops, the sugary drinks, all that shit, right? I got produce. I got meat. Boom, right? I got all the good shit, right? There's a reason why you get the results that you get. There's a reason why you're broke. There's a reason why you have shit friends. There's a reason why you have crappy relationships. There's a reason why... Uh, your girlfriend, your wife, your gal, whoever you're dating is disagreeable, bossy, fat, you know, whatever, like whatever it is that's, you know, on your case that's bothering you. 
it's because you believe that certain things are passable. Oh, it's okay. It's tolerable. You know, I need to, I need to accept those things. It's totally, totally fine. Fine. Have fun with your results. Have fun with your shit results. You want to make those choices? Have fun with those shit results. Let's go back to this cognitive bias thing over here. Um, systematic. So definition is a systematic error in thinking that occurs when people are processing and interpreting information in the world around them and affects decisions and judgments that they make. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's going to go on. So this is one of these breakdowns that they're that they're trying to dumb down to like a grade eight level written by uh, a medically reviewed person with a bunch of little letters after the name. So let's, you know, let's say the degrees up there. Uh, signs of cognitive bias. Everyone exhibits, exhibits a cognitive bias. Uh, it might be easier to spot in others, but it's important to know that it is something that also affects your thinking. Some, some signs you might be influenced by some type of cognitive bias include, okay, so these are, these are some of the signs only paying attention to news stories that confirm your opinion. So very true. You know, it doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum, whether you're conservative, whether you're liberal, whether you're libertarian, whether you're a Democrat, you know, Republican, Every country's got their own name for it. It's just another shade of bullshit. Okay, um, you're you're going to pay attention to those news stories that say, "Go get the beer bug jab, uh, lock yourself down, um, money is bad, it is a root of all evil, dye your hair purple, you know, eat shitty food, protest for dumb things." You know, you get the idea. They, you know, it's like a collectivism, blaming outside factors when things don't go your way. I talked about MGTOW, which sort of, you know, moves into like a black pill movement, which is a very nihilistic, negative sort of view. And this is one of the things that a lot of, you know, the guys that, that sort of, you know, throw in the towel and pack it in. They're just like, things aren't going my way. Outside factors. Uh, women are impossible. Um, I'm not good looking enough. My skin's the wrong color. I'm not tall enough. I don't have enough hair, whatever, blah, 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 you know, sort of bullshit. So you start blaming outside factors and, and you're not, and you're not looking within yourself. Cognitive biases, right? Attributing other people's success to luck, but taking personal credit for your own accomplishments. That's a good point. Assuming that everyone else shares your opinions or beliefs. And the last one on this list is learning a little about a topic and then assuming, you know, all there is to know about it. I'll tell you guys right now, I, I don't know shit about shit and I'm a lot older <laughs> Um, than I was when I started thinking that I knew shit about shit. The deeper I go down the rabbit hole and see things for, like, they goosed me when it came to the beer bug shit, right? The whole scamdemic thing. There was a good month, maybe month and a half. I was like, mom, dad, don't go shopping. I'll get your groceries, drop them off, everything. You know, like, we'll figure this out. So, like, there was a time where they had me for a month, maybe a month and a half, maybe a month, let's say. And then I started looking at shit and it's like, you know, you start to examine, you're like, okay, there's a lot more to know here. There's a lot more to figure out. Right. Um, weird shit goes on out there all the time. Like, um, you know, I saw this earlier today, they created a vaccine like in months, you know, less, less than a year. I don't know what the timetable was. Let's call it like six to nine months. You know, it seemed like they created a, a vaccine very, very quickly, authorized it, put it on the public, but they, but they can't solve can cancer right? Like that's not solvable. You fucking vaccine a stop a pandemic. You can do that like that. Look at split, right? So you start asking questions about these things when you examine. A lot of these guys that get unplugged and they see things for the way they are, like they hear a sound bite, like 
She's not yours. It's just your turn. That just summarizes that women aren't very good at being monogamous to the first guy that they're intimate with. That's reality. Are all women like that? No, absolutely not. But that's in their DNA. That's in their nature. There's a lot of factors that vary around that. Does she have options? Is she good lucky enough to move? Is the guy a complete loser? Does he chase excellence? There's a lot of factors that go around that, right? So you just can't make, you know, one call, one job, like uh, assumption based on a little bit of information. I still learn more every single day, guys. Like I'm always reading, I'm watching videos, I'm, 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 I'm consuming books. I mean, I'm usually doing about two books a month. I used to do book reviews. Funny thing was, is some people would watch them, most people wouldn't. I'm like, why am I talking about it if people aren't going to pay attention to it? Fuck it. I'll just read the books and, you know, I'll share information as it's relevant to topics that I'm talking about. Anyway, types of cognitive biases, anchoring, intentional. There's a lot of different types that they break down here, which is a dozen, which is a fucking lot. I'm going to skip that. Causes of cognitive bias. Uh, if you had to think about every possible option when making a decision, it would take a lot of time to make even the simplest choice because of the sheer complexity of the world around you and the amount of information in the environment. It is necessary sometimes to rely on some mental shortcuts that allow you to act quickly. Fair enough. I mean, you know, fight or flight, you know, the old lizard brain that, you know, dominates, you know, oh shit, it's going to kill me. I better run away from it. Cognitive biases can be caused by a number of different things, but, it, but it's these mental shortcuts known as heuristics that often play a major contributing role. Uh, it's kind of accurate. They can be surprisingly active, but also lead to errors in thinking. Other factors that contribute to these biases are emotions, individual motivations, limits to the mind's ability to process information and social pressures. You know, one of the things that um, I learned, what was it? Sapiens? I think it was Sapiens. Mm. Today's uh, hot drink is a mix of... Um, uh, coconut Thai, uh, chicken broth and beef broth. Really good. Ups my protein intake. It's about 15 grams in that, in that glass. It tastes really good. Uh, anyway, back to social pressures and stuff like that. Um, Noah Yuval Harari wrote the book Sapiens. Don't like him as a person. He's a dipshit. He works very closely with, um, what's his name? Klaus Schwab. Um, but I think a lot of the observations that he published um, and they seem to be well received um, is that the reason why humans exist on such a large scale today around the world is because of um, gossip is what it boils down to. Um, they all like, we all agree on a lot of commonalities. Like for example, I don't have my wallet here, um, but you know, let's say I had like a $20 bill in my hand, like a USD $20 greenback. Boom. If I were to show this to just about any anyone anywhere on the planet, they would all agree that is worth $20. There's probably a handful of people, maybe some Amazon tribe in the middle of the jungle that has no need for money. They don't use monetary paper or anything like that. They've probably never seen it. They might wipe their ass with it. Okay. But the vast majority of society would all agree that's worth 20 bucks. That $20 you can take to any store pretty much anywhere in the world. And it would be exchanged for goods or services in equivalent value to $20. These, these social pressures are everywhere. That's why everybody still agrees that a 20, that, you know, the USD is still the dominant currency, which we're going to see change, right? Like dominant currencies in the past have moved from uh, commodity goods 
straw, hay, milk, uh, steel, aluminum, gold, silver, paper money, Bitcoin. There's a lot less adoption on cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin than there is with USD, even though the USD is basically shit and will go away one day. I can guarantee that maybe my lifetime, maybe not. But at some point, it's going to be shit. Social pressures push people to believe these things and they go and chase more of it, but they won't do things like exchange a USD for same equivalent value of Bitcoin. Is Oh, it's too volatile. I don't understand how it works. It doesn't make any sense. Educate yourself. Look at things, right? Social pressures can be very powerful, extremely powerful. Gossip is extremely powerful. I mean, you know, what, 78%, I think, of the uh, global population fell for the scamdemic and took the experimental uh, jab because they said that, you know, it was going to solve the problem. Some people were co coerced, basically under duress. If you don't do it, you know, we're going to fire you. Um, but the vast majority of the world fell for it, right? There's only a small portion of the, uh, the people that actually asked questions and said, uh, hold on a second, let me think about that one. Really? You guys made this fucking solution in six to eight months? Why don't we have a solution for cancer? You can move that fast. Anyway, uh, tips for overcoming bias. Being aware of the bias, consider how the bias might influence your thinking. And one study research provided uh, feedback information that helped participants understand these biases and how they influence decisions. The results of the study indicate this type of training could effectively reduce. You know what I found interesting once? I came across this study. Um, they did it in, I think it was in a dental office in a waiting room. And everybody in the dental office in the waiting room uh, was essentially paid actors. And, you know, coffee table, magazines, TV on the wall, running the news channel, reception desk, gal behind the desk, file folders on the wall, like an actual dental studio. And there was one person there who didn't know what was going on, who was, you know, basically scheduling in for a dental appointment and thought they were going to see a dentist. And what they did was they had this beep, very loud beep that would go off. I think it was on time schedule. Let's say it was like every three to five minutes. Let's say it's every three minutes. It would go beep, and then everybody would stop looking at their phone, reading their magazine, watching the TV, and instead of sitting there, they would stand up and wait 10 seconds, and then they would sit down. This new um, you know, individual that was, that was placed in the room to see what they would do sat there and watched them do it once, watched them do it a second time, and then in the third time, she got up and sat down with them. Fourth time, got up and sat down with them. It doesn't take human beings long to follow, you know, what the rest of the sheep do. Okay, we're herd animals. We are. That's how we've populated the world. That's how we've accomplished so much. That's how we create cities. That's how we create roadworks and sewage systems and all this shit. That's what we are, right? So having some awareness around the bias makes sense. The problem, though, is that, you know, when you talk about, like, comforting lies versus the uncomfortable truth just be yourself be a nice guy you know all that shit <clears throat> and then you start seeing things like huh well i was a nice guy i was a shoulder that she cried on but she went off and fucked mr exciting the bad boy with the tattoos on the motorcycle right like if you've watched enough of my stuff or if you follow me on social media, like one of the things that I pop on social media uh, often, even mostly on uh, Twitter, is I get these like trending stories. And it's like, there's always the guy, you know, once every couple of weeks, he's like, I don't understand. I'm, you know, I was such a nice guy and 
you know, I was a shoulder for her to cry on when her boyfriend was treating her like shit. And we were out for a date and then she got a text message from him and she just left. She made an excuse and she left and she went and banged him. And I don't understand why that is because I'm a really nice guy. And I, you know, I think that I deserve, you know, a great gal. I'm a, I'm a swell dude. And it's like, well, keep believing the comforting lies then, right? Vast majority of dudes. Um, consider the factors that influence your decisions, challenging the biases. That's what very, very few people do. And even if you are like, even when you challenge the bias, if it feels, cause that's what a lot of people are all about today. They're all about their feelings. I feel like I've talked about this in videos, uh, in, in, in podcasts and you Okay, I think we're back. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. I have a feeling it might be a dodgy docking station that I've been using. Um, people are telling me to swap out cables and try a different docking station. But just let me know in the chat that I'm, that I'm back live and that you can see me and we'll continue on. Um, Matrix trying to take him out like old Tate. Likely had to restart. Yeah, it froze. Okay, so I guess it froze on your end too. Okay, perfect. I'm back. All right. Um, anyway, I got to the end of that cognitive bias thing. I don't think there's anything else to talk about over there. So let's do this. Um, apologies for the technical difficulties. 
fuck is what it is, right? You, you, you're going to get what you get. Let me grab the uh, invite link here for you guys. We'll do some Q&A and take some call-ins. Uh, again, if you want to call in, make sure you're watching live and you're on YouTube. Uh, so call in live and ask a question. Yard link, boom. Moral of the story in today's show is do not plug back into the matrix and be a pleb. Okay, come on. Why won't this post? There we go. And pin message. So uh, the link to join is pinned at the top. I will drop it in all chat so you guys can get it off the of, uh, Twitter's twatches and everywhere else. Um, I'm going to plug in my headphones while I'm doing that. Just going to run an ad reel and we'll get back in with some Q&A in just a second. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, so I just noticed that there's some chats here I got to deal with before I get to the call-ins. Again, the call-in link is pinned live. Um, Sam was asking, what are your thoughts on AI infiltrating the financial and debt collection industry? Um, how are they going to use AI? They'll probably... See, the problem with debt collection is it's heavily, heavily regulated. Uh, by the government and the collection agencies always have to find new ways to sort of pivot and um, get around the regulations, if you know what I'm saying. So what are they going to use AI for? To write copy for collection letters? Um, I mean, anytime AI calls you, like, a, you know, you get one of these spam phone calls or whatever, most people don't engage them. Um, that being said... There are a lot of global people, so they will try to integrate it to save costs because cost savings is huge with um, automation, debt collection, financial services, you know, stuff like that is what it is. Um, let me check some of these other ones here because I think there was more. Um, let me take that. 
there's that bubble. Oh, banners. There it is. I have a feeling if I bang the table, that's what throws off the, the connection. Figure that out. Um, okay. There's a Q&A join link I'm talking about. And we'll go back to the chat. Sam Whiskey, remove that. Uh, somebody was talking about TD Bank here in the chat somewhere, or a bank, I think it was. Okay, so I'm just going to say a bank uh, is pushing digital ID. What's a good alternative to credit card to resist this in my country? Um, well, first of all, get on the blockchain, get Bitcoin. I don't know why I need to explain Bitcoin. It, I mean, what are we at? It's been six years now. I mean, yeah, sure. I was skeptical at first too. I get it. 2017, I was like, okay, it was just obvious that this is going somewhere. I, I have the option in my community when you join um, to either pay on an annual basis um, or pay for a lifetime, but only in crypto. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, yo, I want to get on the lifetime. I'm like, okay, well, you know, here's, here's a Bitcoin address. Here's the USDC address, you know, whatever it is you need. Uh, you know, let me know when it's sent. And they're like, um, can you explain how to use Bitcoin? No, right? Um, it should be obvious to you guys, get Bitcoin, right? What has it done the last week? You know, last seven days, it's like up over 30%. It's like financial crisis is, should, should be showing you, if you're paying attention, the value of something like that, right? So that's the first thing I would say is, you do not need to comply with what the financial institutions are going to be asking of you if you have hedges outside of the financial system with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. So think about that. And I would not use anything. I mean, if you have alternative options, if you know they're saying you need to use this digital ID with your credit card for whatever reason, and you have an option that doesn't require that, then use the option that doesn't require that. Like, think. I swear there's going to be a time where somebody's going to ask a question like, hey, Rich, I just inhaled. What should I do next? Exhale, mofo. <laughs> Shouldn't have to explain basic shit, right? Anyway, um, so let's take some Q&A here. Uh, let's see. In the, So in the waiting area, let me know what it is you want to talk about. Um, and we'll get to it. So let's hit Jack up over here, see what he's got for us. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Hey, Rich, how's it going? Uh, I've been listening to you for a Can I get you to speak up just a little bit? You're super quiet. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, it's a bit better. All right. Um, yeah, I've been listening to you for a long time and um, very influential, and I appreciate everything you do. I just um, had a question about mastery and chasing excellence. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're trying to learn something and you're on, you're on, you're on the path – and, and and you're you're getting that information do you think uh do you think for most people that the the benefits and the rewards from that is delayed and they see it later on and like when you when you doubt yourself in those moments do you think you should just keep going on with it and like you know the yeah so delayed gratification is what you're talking about it's a concept that was very familiar to my granddad not so not so familiar with kids today Right. Um, he would, you know, if he wanted to buy a sweater or a jumper, as they would call it in England, he would go to the Marks and Spencer, put down a couple of quid on it, a couple of pound, 
go back the next paycheck, put down a couple more pound. And by the time you paid it off, then you could walk home with the jumper, the sweater. Today, it's buy everything on credit. You know, you deserve it. Me, me, me. Give it to me now, right? So you have an a, a serious entitlement mindset with a lot of people today. I mean, I was talking in my, um, so my school of entrepreneurship, right? So we have Zoom Q&As. And one of the guys on one of the calls was telling me that he's got, um, you know, great employees, but they'll only work so many hours, even though they have the opportunity to make more money putting in more time. And he's like, I can't get these kids to work more. I can't get them to do more. It's like they don't want to overwork more than whatever, 30, 35 hours, right? Like when I was in my 20s, it was pretty common for me to work like 50, 60 hours a week. I would just put in the time because the more time I worked, the more commission I would make, the more money I would make. So it was just like, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to sit around and do nothing. I mean, I can ride my motorcycle on the weekend. So I, so I would just stay late and put a couple extra hours in, you know, here and there, come in early, whatever, right? So, I mean, what you're talking about is essentially, you know, delayed gratification. When you learn something new, when you learn a new skill, like let's say it's like I'm 400 pounds and I'm overweight. Okay, new skill. Eat better, move more. Okay. There's no, like, if anybody could invent a pill that you could take that would make you fit overnight, that would be incredible. Like, that's what people want, but it doesn't exist, right? So it's like months and years of heart. Like, every every overnight success, everybody's like, oh, this guy was an overnight success. Bullshit. Every overnight success that I know was 10 years of hard work. It's just they see the end result, right? They just see yeah. the guy in the supercar or whatever, you know, at that time, but they don't see like the years leading up to it and the sacrifices and the work, the lack of sleep, you know, like the blood, sweat and tears and all that shit. They don't see any of that stuff. Right. So people want instant. And if you can get your head wrapped around instant is for losers and instant is for wimps, you know, you will find success in the projects and the things that you're trying to find success out of if you put in enough time. I don't know if that's answering your question or if it's going in the right direction, but but it sounded like that's what you were asking me. Yeah, I I think that uh, I think that answers my question. I just I, like what do you, what do you think is holding people back? Do you think it's people caring about what other people think or their own like like if they fail, what you know, like what what they come up with their head is the worst case scenario? Do you? Like, like, is it, is it like failing? Failing what people? sense? Um, I just, I just think like, I mean, for, I mean, for my, for myself, like sometimes I get into my head and I don't think I have options, but if I uh, become like really optimistic, I, I realize that if I just stay on the path and I focus on what is truly important to me and what I want to learn. I think I can get really ahead, but I I, I also think that um, time is not on my side because early on I, I thought time is on my side and I can just do what I want. I mean, for, for the majority, I ju I've just done like martial arts and stuff, and I, I realized that like I, I can take that to the extreme and I have nothing to fall back on. And um, you know, I've, I've met some people that have introduced me to like other aspects of the world, primarily uh, finance and things like that. And that's what I wanted to do originally uh, when I was younger. And I just decided, I was like, fuck all this. I'm just going to do martial arts. I'm going to go to the dojo every single day. And I'm going to figure out like 
what what it is from there. And um, have you ever competed in a fight? Yes. And how did you do? Uh, I would say overall record was like eight and six. Okay, so average. Yeah, average. So but not enough was, to really, you know, make money at it, make it a career. No, go all and in that's on. like towards towards the end of it. Like that's what like was the main focus is like, I want to make money from this. If I can't make money from this, then I'm not going to do it. Like you know, it was five hundred to show, a thousand to win, and that's just that's just not enough. And that's so okay. So stop doing it then. If you know, if it's not, oh, I, you I, I stopped, I stopped doing it like six, like six years ago. Mm. And I've just been, I just been focusing on uh, learning business and, and, and finance. And I've been connecting with a, a lot of guys that have professional experience and stuff. So I'm going to school now. And that's, that's the main, uh, that's the main focus. What are you in school for? Uh, uh, accounting. How old are you? Um, I'm 29. I'm going to be turning 30 in November. Do you like bean counting? Like, do you like reconciling columns? I I, I do. I, you know, it's re repetitive and it's almost like watching paint dry. But I mean, I I like the concept and I like that it's relating to uh, other 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 subjects and and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well. The world needs bean counters. It needs accountants. It needs CPAs. It needs bookkeepers. It needs people that do that stuff because I won't fucking do it. It's it, like I hate it, right? So, you, like, what I don't like to do, what I'm not good at, I'll, I'll just pay somebody else to do. And when you find yourself in this, you know, situation where you're doing something and you're chasing greatness, and you know, like martial arts or you know whatever it is you got into, and you find out, okay, well, I'm not that great at this. Like I find that with, um, can I use an example? Golf. I. Everyone's like, oh, this place of golf, golf's fun, golf's great, let's go down the, you know, the greens. I suck at golf. I hated golf. It's it's the I, most I tried, frustrating yeah. game. I, tr I tried it. it I'm like, fuck terrible. it. <laughs> I'm like, I sold my golf club. You know what I did? I went to visit my cousin in England, and he took me skeet shooting. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. Came back, <laughs> sold my golf clubs, got a break action shotgun, got the course and all that sort of like, you know, like, like you have to pivot. You have to adjust, right? You want to get somewhere in life. You want to... You want to be able to maneuver, right? Like you, like you were talking about options. Like I don't have options. Time is not on my side, sort of thing. You, yeah. you have options. Like you know, you can do a lot more than you think that you can, right? Like we've done. Like human beings have done some pretty fucking incredible shit, and we're pretty much all wired the same way. The difference, you know, between the guy that gets what they want and the guy that doesn't get what they want is very marginal. There's not that much of a difference, right? Like some people are gifted in some sense. Like there's only one Elon Musk out there right now, you know, that we know of sort of thing, right? So, but even that difference is, you know, on a percentage basis, not that big. Yeah, but he, he worked his ass off. I mean, he, he fucking slept in the, you know, in the wherever he had to in mm. order to make his business go. Like he was relentless with it. Mm. And, mm. I just, I just like going back to the question, like if I have doubts with what I think, I, you know, I, I'm being relentless with and progressing with, like, you always have you doubts. Know, Everybody has doubts with what they're yeah. doing. You know, the difference between people that get their goals and people that don't is, you know, you'll either find a way or you'll find an excuse. It's as simple as that, right? And yeah. you know, sometimes the excuse is the way. You know, 
for me, it's like, again, back to the golf. I sucked at golf. I hated it. I didn't like it. It was a stupid fucking game. It was a waste of my time. You know, the only aspect of it that I liked was hanging out with friends and the fucking beer, like the beer cart girls. That's it. Everything else sucked. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm clearly not finding a way to make this happen. So I'm going to find an excuse and it's because I hate it and it sucks and I'm not going to play it anymore. That's okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. All right. I'm going to grab some of these other dudes. Thanks for hopping in, John. Okay. Thanks. All right. Um, do, do, do. Let's see who we got here in the private chat. Uh, oh, we got one relevant to the show. Jesse is asking, resisting being plugged back into the matrix. Okay, Jesse. Hey, so uh, my question would be uh, pretty similar to the last guy, but you know, when you're unplugged, you got to do the work because, you know, when you're under society's comforting lies, you know, typical younger guys, they just play video games or jack off to porn, eat junk food and do what's easy and avoid mm -hmm. doing what's hard. And then, you know, when you're doing the work, you're forced to like push your comfort zone. But sometimes I begin to question, like, when is the payoff? I really begin to question what my real genetic potential is, if it, actually possible for success in the areas of my life you know fitness you know i'm question my you know ethnic background because i may not be genetically gifted as you know a white or black guy so it's going to be a lot harder for me to um become physically fit you know it's the same thing with you know dating i, I sometimes wonder well, if other okay well, let's let's just stop and hover on the uh self-care physically fit genetically gifted stuff um <laughs> Every human being has the genetic potential to reach single digit body fat numbers. Mm -hmm. Asian people too. Bruce Lee. Okay. Dude was jacked as shit. Anybody right. can do it. it like, mm -hmm. like your ethnic background has no bearing whatsoever on your genetic potential. Like there's like there's limitations. Okay. Like there's certain people that are genetically gifted in the sense where uh, they have muscle fibers that are, uh, that give them like a double bicep peak, you know, for example, like certain, like certain bodybuilders, Flex Wheeler, Dorian Yates, they had certain genetic gifts that nobody else would be able to come close to, but anybody could get down to single digit percentage body fat, like those competitive bodybuilders would. Right. Right. So like I'm, I'm a firm firm believer that you need to reach your genetic potential as far as your physical fitness goes and your health goes. So you take yourself where you can get to, and then you accept that you've gotten there. Right. Right. And also, you know, to be honest, I don't think, you know, uh, being a child of immigrant parents, I don't know if, you know, my parents were all that competent. So I'm not sure how much competence I can really like get to, like, I always try my best, but you know, it's sometimes I still like, feel awkward in social settings and like just like mastering like communication and like social caliber it's it's all been like very difficult for me as you know for parents who you know were naive to the american culture and mm. it's just you know i'm not trying to you know be a victim or anything but sometimes just feel like i'm at a slight disadvantage just because of you know that kind of stuff well we all have slight disadvantages my friend i mean i have a i have a follicle disadvantage on top of my head <laughs> so yeah you own it who cares whatever right mm -hmm. 
you know, improve in areas that you can control, you know, do well in, you know, what you can do well in, you know, where you excel in. Um, they always say to amplify your strengths and to minimize your weaknesses. Um, in the business world, the worst thing you can do with employees is try to train. Like, um, I used to have this guy that I would, uh, coach in a up and coming, um, business. So this guy was an entrepreneur and he was having a problem with the sales guys and most of his sales guys sucked. And he was putting all of his time and resources and training and, uh, you know, doing whatever he could to make them better salespeople. And I was like, stop it. You've got, you know, your one guy that's, that's, that's getting 80% of your sales. And you got these seven other people that are fucking anchors in your business. And you're investing all this time and money and trying to make them really good salespeople. And all you're going to do is end up with really good shit salespeople. Right. So it's like, you know, like you get rid of them, you know, you, you know, you cut the cancer out of the business sort of thing. So, I mean, like, you have to surrender to certain things in life at what you're going to be good at and what you're not going to be good at. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always all these ethnic jokes, right? Like, you know, they say like, uh, you know, like white man can't jump or Asian guys are really good at math, you know, whatever. Then do what it, do whatever it is that you excel at, do whatever it is that you have strengths in and forget about the shit that you can't control because there's probably people out there that are probably looking at, you know, things that you have capacity and capabilities in and they're realizing, well, I can't do it as well as that guy can. Right. It's like you don't mill over what you can't control. You don't mill over spilled milk. It's like, okay, this fucking milk is spilled. All right, whatever. Let's just go on, you know, to whatever the next thing happens to be. But the, but like the victim mindset, the loser mindset, the hovering over uh, things that aren't serving you that, that, that aren't in your strength category. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It was, like I was talking to the other guy about golf, right? Right. Why would I? Why would I try to improve at something that I'm clearly not good at? I can't see the fucking ball after I hit it. It's too small, right? <laughs> I never swing the you know the club right. Doesn't matter, and I don't even like it. So it's like, okay, fine. I'll never be a world class golfer. I don't even fucking care to go play golf. Hey, Rich, come play golf with us. Nope, not going. You want to go boating? You want to drive fucking race cars? You want to, you know, do a rally? Let's go do that. Want to fly planes? I'm down. Right? So it's just, it's just surrendering to what, you know, doesn't serve you, what is no good for you, what you're not, what you're no good at. You see what I'm saying, right? Right. Of course I do. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. See ya. All right. Uh, Let's see what we got here in a private chat for more Q&A here. Man, my girl I knew for four years made it fourth. I left the country for one year chasing my dream. No, she's sobbing. Oh, okay, so we got a cheating gal here. Let's give the cheating gal caller a shot. Hello. Yo, what's up, Mr. Richard Cooper? Yo. <laughs> keep it, keep um, it, keep it as clean as you can for YouTube, but so what's the story? So what's going on here? So why are you here right now? So basically, I knew this girl from three years ago. Um, she had a bad pass. I didn't read your book as yet. Um, mm. She had a bad pass. and Bad I, pass? I like, what do you mean? Like, she had a whole bunch of red flags? Yeah, yeah. She had a whole bunch of red flags. So okay. she she basically had sex with three guys multiple times, and then they did a threesome on her. Mm. And um, when I read your book about a couple months ago, um. I saw that she had these red flags, but I wasn't red pill at the moment. So now um, I've been away for about a year mm. and I came back to the country and then came to find out, hey, she's been messing around 
And um, mm-hmm. now she's asking for forgiveness. She's saying she's sorry. I could see that she genuinely, genuinely sorry. And um, mm-hmm. when she went back the fourth time to this guy, she told him that it was over. She doesn't like it. And then when I came back in um, March, um, I knew something was wrong. You know, I could have, her vibes wasn't with me anymore. You know? Let me, let me guess. You're from the Caribbean. Sounds like Jamaica, maybe. You left. You went to improve yourself, make some more money, get a new degree, something. You came back. Your situation improved. Am I close to the truth here somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically close. Not not Jamaica, but I'm in the Caribbean, yeah. <laughs> so so you came back with a new skill, new, new money, new uh, visa, new passport, maybe. And she's, you know, begging for forgiveness. You know, what she did was was wrong and she wants you to take her back yeah basically so um she been she's been giving me hints before she um actually told me what happened like she told me she de- she deleted instagram but i never really asked her why she told me that you know mm-hmm. and that was months before i even found out so she's been giving me hints. she said she didn't know how to tell it to me what are the red flags that this gal has um first of all um piercing she had one piercing on her nose Mm-hmm. Um, her past was really bad, you know. She was very young when she messed up, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a good communication with her dad, you know. Although I she was very young when she messed up. You mean she was very young when she lost her virginity? Yeah, very young. Yeah, and, and she, I'm assuming she's got a large notch count as a result of that too, right? No, right now her notch count is at five. I was the fourth. Mm-hmm. How old was she when she lost her virginity? Um, I believe at 14, 14, yeah. making 15, yeah. Um, and what's so special about her? Like, why would you take her back? Well, basically the bond that we, that we have, that we share, you know, she basically helped me during, throughout my struggles, you know, um, when I needed a little bit of cash, you know, she, she would give me some and, um, she never asked back for it. You know, I told her in the future, I'm into cryptocurrency, um, and I told her in the future, you know, when, when I make it, um, I'll help her and her family so she doesn't have to work. And she, she stuck by my side throughout my struggles and everything. And um, she's really a down-to-earth girl. Um, she's struggling. She has it worse than me. And, um, yeah, she, you know, and friends has a, has a part to play in it as well, you know. She, she listens to friends. Right now she's 18. Does she have any kids? No. Well, my friend... You know, you left to go do something, and I'm assuming you left her as a girlfriend, a committed woman to you, like she'd claimed you, you know, at that point, and you came back and you found out that three guys ran a train on her. No, no, no. That was before I met her. Oh, before so, you met her, she had a threesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so w- when you were away, she cheated on you with how many guys? Was it one guy? Was it, was it one, one guy, and she fucked that one guy four times. Sorry, yeah. she had sex with that guy four times. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't make any exceptions for this. It's like if a chick steps out on me in the relationship after she's committed to me, especially if she's asked, you know, for monogamy, like she wants to claim me and she steps out, it's goodbye. I can't trust you. You're a hoe. Bye-bye. That's it. Done. There's, there's 8 billion people on the planet and you're telling me that you can't replace this hoe with a woman that can be loyal to you. It doesn't matter if she's bailed you out, giving you money, took care of you when you had a cold or a cough or whatever. None of that stuff matters because men and women are different. Men, men view women differently than women view men. And you've come back as a better man 
and you've come back to a chick that let you down. I don't know why any guy would take that back. And I think that you know that inherently, like I think deep within your core, within your beliefs, you're disgusted by her. I would be anyway. So why would you even contemplate taking this woman back that, you know, ran around behind your back? And that's only the one that you know about. Yeah, facts. That's right. You know, um, well, to be honest, this was my first heartbreak, you know? So it's like... Congratulations, ooh. my friend. Yeah. You've, you've, you've now, you know, <laughs> begun life as a man. Yeah, Women will right. let you down. They will break your heart. They will lie to you. Women will cheat on you. It's 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 in our nature, right? But women can also be very kind and loving and uh, actually be faithful to you. You know, some some women have that capacity. But as soon as somebody shows you who they are, believe them. They don't need second and third chances because she'll do it again. I guarantee you. Yeah, I, I told her the same thing. You know, because um, I wish I I read your book much earlier. You know, and but I mean, it's life. You know, I'm twenty. It is um, and I said to myself, I pledged this to myself when, when I was 18. I said, I'm going to be a millionaire by 25. And Good. all these girls that ditched me out in school, you know, I'm going to have them on my yacht, you know. And you, you know what I'm going to do to them, <laughs> you know. So, you, you go and chase that excellence and you go and, you know, achieve that dream of yours. Because this chick is not going to help you achieve that. She'll be an anchor. And you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But um, one thing, right, um, I was contemplating whether I should, you know, still have her there on the side whenever, you know, I, I need her, you know. Um, Look, day. man, if you just want to use her for recreational purposes and have a friends with benefits type of relationship, do that. Do not marry this chick. Do not invite her into your life as a girlfriend. Do not take her on vacations. Do not bring her over for family events. She's shown you who she is. Believe her now. It, it 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 never lasts though. Oh, we lost them. Uh, you know, situations like that. You know, where you're like, oh, I just want to sort of keep her around as an FWB sort of thing. It never lasts because at some point, what she starts to do is she'll be like, well, I I don't want to feel like I'm being used, and I have, and I have, um, I'm starting to have feelings for you, right? Um, and then they start to use that as a bargaining tool, right? And you're like, well, okay, fine, sort of thing. So. Personally, my advice is just cut her loose and go chase excellence. You'll find something better. Trust me. Um, all right. Let me pull in. There was a kid here, I think. Uh, oh, Sasha. Where is Sasha? We're both very young. Okay. Where is the guy with the virgin girlfriend? There we go. Sasha. Hi. Hi, I'm here. Okay. So in the private chat, you said that you that you have a girlfriend. She wants to wait until marriage for yeah. sex but you did have intercourse with her uh yes sir so um we're both 19 um we started dating four months ago mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh when we started dating uh i found out that she's a virgin mm -hmm. and going forward i understood that it's not a lie and uh she just said to me in the beginning that she's not necessarily waiting for marriage she's just waiting for a right moment mm -hmm. um and we had that right moment. <laughs> I like jujitsu competition. It just happened, you know. And hang, like, on, hang on, hang on, a sec. at your jujitsu competition. Yeah, yeah, we're out of town, you know. Like she. Did wanted, you just win? I I got second place for the first time in black belt uh, division, so I'm very happy. I'm a. How many boxer. competitors were in that? Um, in the black belt bracket, it was five. 
So relatively small division, but okay. um, so two out of five. Of, yeah, yeah, I got second place. Not so. bad, not bad. Yeah, you know, like I said, like this is one of the things that really turns women on is when they see a man chasing excellence, doing something competitive and winning. Um, uh-huh. You didn't come in first, but even second place was good enough for at that occasion to, hey, mm-hmm. let's get it on, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, so yeah, and when it happened, um, obviously it was consensual. Mm. But after, um, I don't know if this is her upbringing. Um, she does have a single mom, and uh, she just started regretting it. And she said that it was like almost a traumatic experience after the like the regret itself. Mm. Um, and I was like, hey, you know what? Listen, it's fine. We'll just do it whenever it happens again. Like let it happen organically. Mm-hmm and uh weeks pass and it's just been it's been getting worse and worse and she gave me an ultimatum almost as if like hey like i can't go against my heart reality is like i want to wait till marriage um and yeah i'm I'm, i was kind of i I don't know what i'm not i wasn't sure what to do you know well this is a difficult situation for a man because if you have a man that has a bus pass and he's been taking the bus for years And then you throw him the keys to a sports car, BMW, maybe something nicer like a McLaren. And then he drives that. And then you take away the keys and you say, sorry, now that you've had a go, you can't have this ever again. You're going to have to take Mm -hmm. the bus again until I say so. That's, that's a very difficult predicament for men to be in. You know, I had this, um, I had this gal, um, who purportedly was a 21 year old virgin and, um, you probably, you know, some of you guys watching right now will know that I had this, uh, scheduled for a playing to win podcast. Cause I legitimately wanted to dive into the topic with her and, um, you know, see what kind of assistance I could offer. Cause she's basically like every guy that I'm with, uh, you know, they want to bang me and then they dump me or they'll cheat on me. And it's like, you know, I mean, I never did the show, uh, long story short, so it's not there because she wouldn't verify her identity. Um, you know, she gave me social media and I looked at that, but she wouldn't turn on her camera, you know, before the show. So I didn't believe that she was who she said she was. But long story short, I, I mean, you get situations like this where women will deny you sex unless you marry them. Fine. Uh, perhaps a noble thing to do. But then they get mad if you've already had sex either with her or, you know, in most cases with somebody else, and they right. want you to deny having sex until they say so. And then mm-hmm. they get mad if you cheat on them, right? It's like, right. you know, it's the whole thing. Like, you know, if you've been driving a McLaren and then you're told to throw away the keys and get on the bus, you're going to be like, for, for really? Like, for how long? Like, I have to do that sort right. of thing. So it's a difficult, per, you know, predicament. If you don't have... And by the way, it's different for men and women too. Like notch counts do not affect men the way that they affect women. Women have a, a very low likelihood of being happy in a long-term marriage. Let me get the, uh, the graph here because I have it saved in my phone. Um, so if you're a, a virgin at marriage, your, chance, your chances of happiness calculated over a 10-year span of time. And this is um, from the Teachman study. Uh, Sorry, there's two studies, the Teachman study and the Heritage study. Um, You have an 80% chance of being happy in that marriage after 10 years if you're married as a virgin, as a woman. 
if you've had one partner, that drops to 53%. If you've had five partners, it drops to 29%. Wow. So if, if marriage is important to you, if you have religious convictions, then you should marry a virgin. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the data seems very, very clear on that. Um, sure. The chances of you finding a virgin is very, very remote in North America. And the older the woman is, the more remote the chances of you finding one are going to be. So mm-hmm. while it's a noble cause, like, does it matter to you? You know, do you see her as wife material? Is she going to be the mother of your kids? Is this a religious issue for you? Like if all of those things are no, 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 no. And you just want to have some sex and, you know, chasing excellence is more important then I would let her go. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say certainly uh, this girl has genuine burning desire. I have, I have read your book and she does not have a lot of like red flags um i would say the only one is jealousy it does have maybe it does have to do with the fact i've had partners before and she didn't mm-hmm. you know but um i'm You're just only four in- months into this relation relationship yeah. four months is not a lot of time you don't know what this chick's made of right so, you don't so- know how she's going to react to stress you don't know any of these things until they start happening over time right mm-hmm. so the again, you know, the question that that you're asking is, I like sex. I'd like to have sex. We had sex. Now she doesn't want to have sex. She's, you know, reneging on it. Um, mm-hmm. She's got more than one red flag. I mean, you said that she's got jealousy issues, but she's also from a single mother household and she doesn't have a relationship with her father. Right. Yeah. That is, so that is you'll probably start to see more and more as, you know, time goes on. You know, they start to pop mm-hmm. up like a chick from a stable household is a better choice than a check from a single mother household every every single time right so again you're only four months into this thing here right so Mm -hmm. i would look dude you're a young man and you don't know a lot about women and it's the whole thing like you don't know what you don't know so Mm -hmm. if if you're not religious it doesn't sound like you are not really not not really as much no so why would you abandon your sexual strategy? Why would you abandon what matters to you because somebody else tells you to do so? And they may not be, you know, a great right. choice four months in, right? So like, think about it. Like all, all I'm saying is think about what matters to you. I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying put yourself first and think about what matters to you. Right. right. I, I want to ask you a question about this. Um, if I were to wait, would that be considered, I don't know if it's the right word, would that be considered weak as if I'm going into her manipulation? So yeah, I don't know. It yeah. is, it is because, because she's already had sex with you. She's right. already consensually wanted you. She's had genuine burning desire. She's already had sex with you when you won the competition, you know, when you came in second place, she's already done it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's like, you know, here's the keys to my McLaren, go drive it. Then you take the keys away and say, fuck you. You can't have it anymore. I Not see. until you put a ring on this finger. Yeah. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. I, I was just like, that's a game. I, like that's a game. Like I would have more respect for her if she was a virgin, maintained her virginity and didn't give it up. And then, and then say, oh, now that I've given it up and given you a little taste of the cookie, you can never have the cookie again. Mm-hmm. Right. I completely understand that. See what I'm saying? Of course, 100%. It's, you know, it's one of those things, man. Like, you're going to have to think about this one, you know, for yourself. 
For sure, yeah. I'm taking some time for that. Yeah. You were the guy I, that DM'd me, right? I was, yes. I did good. DM you. Yeah. Very I'm good. Sure you... See, this man paid attention to the you know, to the autoresponder. Call in on the show, <laughs> ask these questions. You guys help me out by allowing me to create content on these interesting topics and you get answers too, right? Of course, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, uh, Sasha. And and lastly, I wanted to ask this is out of topic. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a jiu-jitsu competitor and I am young, nineteen. Yeah. Um, I'm not in college currently, and uh, I, I have this pressure that um, I should be in college, mm -hmm. but I am chasing excellence. I'm in a big gym for jiu-jitsu, um, and I have big goals in competing. Like I mean, I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for years, mm. and um, that's the only my that's the only concern is financial excellence. Um, I mean, I, I did get my real estate license, mm. working with my dad um, under his brokerage. And I was just, uh, I was just curious because I, I'm, I'm feeling a pressure, like as if I can't do these two things at the same time and achieve success, as if I have to focus on one. And this pressure is coming kind of from my father. Well, you can, you can train in combat sports and do real estate. But do you believe you could be a professional in combat sports and do real estate at the same time? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the problem with selling real estate is you're on call pretty much all the time. If you have a class schedule or, or a competition on a weekend and you get a call from a client to, you know, take a look at a house that might net you 30 grand in commission, you've got a difficult decision to make, right? 100%. So it, so, so it could potentially conflict. Um, there are things that you can do to earn an income that wouldn't conflict. That's one of the downsides to real estate. I, <laughs> I remember I was out on a date once with this gal that was a real estate agent. I like, I just don't fucking like, I wouldn't date them again or, let them pull this shit. But this is, you know, long before I unplugged all that sort of, sort of stuff and we're sitting there having sushi and she gets a text message. And she's like, I got to go. I'm like, go where exactly? Oh, I got to do a showing. You know, I got a client that needs to see this house right now and it looks like it's going to sell. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. Like, you know, this is the life of a real estate agent. <laughs> I see. Right? I see. Um, one of the good things, by the way, if, if you're good at jujitsu and you're competing is you know, you call it a good thing or a bad thing, but you're probably going to find that women will start throwing themselves at you or expressing significant interest, especially when you're winning. I, I, I certainly found that it's crazy because I mean, I, growing up as a teenager, I had no attention from girls at all. I was super unconfident. And uh, as soon as I went through puberty and I just started uh, being active on Instagram, it's just been nonstop. Like it's been nonstop. And that's why she has jealousy because she has competition anxiety around it because she knows that you could get it and she gave it to right. you when you, you know, were at a competition and came in second place. So mm -hmm. she's always going to have that anxiety around it. Right. Most definitely. If she brings, if she actually brings it up, um, like, Oh, well you don't understand my side because you already have this much bodies before me. So it's, I don't know, kind of a manipulation tactic, I guess. Don't let women manipulate you, man. hundred percent. hundred percent. Thank you for the book. Thank you. All right, for Sasha. The book. See you buddy. All right. Thanks. And guys, if you've read the book and you've enjoyed it and you got value out of it, please go to Amazon and leave a written review. It helps me out a ton. Thanks. Um, let's take a look here. What else we got? Uh, got about another 10 minutes or so. We got a restraining order guy, long-term relationship. We got a lot of people in here. Uh, it's sex. Man. Opinion on financial. Let's try to hit something a little bit different from the gal talk. Let's see what we got here. Forces men are. Uh, 
you start expecting okay well a lot of good ones here actually um all right let's give it to tyler he's got a question about dating um paying for dates this that and the other thing all right tyler what do you got for me buddy hey good man great to be on the show man i just uh, i'm actually new to the community so i just want to tell you man i've been binge watching your stuff and i'm uh Cool. I dig it, man. It's been really, really great. So, yeah, I thought I'd um, one is just to share a story with the community of, um, you know, I uh, I have one of the stories where I, I I married a woman who was who would never ever divorce, um, you know, separate the father from the children, you know, good Christian gal, and mm -hmm. uh, and here I am. I'm at the uh, the the tail end of a of a, just a vicious, just you know, salacious, just lying. Um, fraudulent uh, restraining order, spent 30 grand fighting it, um, you know, and, and there was just, there was nothing there really, but it was just, I mean, you know, and turning my kids. So what changed, so what changed from, you know, the good God-fearing Christian woman to the monster that she became in the divorce machine? What you know, I, I'm, I'm still sort of exploring that question. I think, um, you know, over time, it was just kind of the, the slow, slow degradation of just my own affections for her in the sense of like, right, she, so she grew up in a home that was the, the, the mom was the dominant figure, right? So the mom wore the pants in the family. Um, I'm probably what you would describe as your typical alpha male. So it's like, I didn't play that. And, mm -hmm. and so over time, it was just a constant conflict of, um, you know, like, you got to like, look at the parents, man. Like if you're going to marry a woman, you got to look at the relationship that her parents have because she, because she will model that in her own relationship. I'll right. tell you a, a quick story. I used to date this girl in my twenties and, um, we went to go visit her family at Christmas and they had just moved back from Southeast Asia because they were teaching English over there or something like that. And they had this new place and there's a big fucking rock in the backyard and it's Christmas Eve. And her mom stood up and announced in front of everybody that the rock needed to be moved and demanded that, you know, the father move the rock. Hmm. And I wasn't red pilled. I wasn't, you know, like any of those things, but I just looked at the situation. I'm like, you like, really, this is, this is a demand that you're going to make of the man of the house on Christmas Eve to move a fucking rock families coming over. And this rock is more like, you know, like I thought about it. Right. And anyway, that relationship obviously didn't didn't last, but you really have to look at that. You know, you have to look at that dynamic, you know, between 100%. mom and dad. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you, that's one of the things like, you know, you start to go back and, and reminisce about, okay, what were the signs, right? Did I, how, how could I have seen this? And, you know, I remember early on and we got married super young. So, uh, but I remember having like experiences where the, the disrespect that they showed her father, both the, the mom and even, you know, my ex-wife and her sister or whatever. And she's like, they treated their dad like a, just a bumbling idiot. And he was actually yeah. a really good guy. He's a beta male. Yeah. He's a really good guy. And it was just like, and so I even turned to her one time. I said, you know, man, it, it, it really dropped my jaw drops to see how disrespectful you are to your dad. Mm -hmm. um, I was too young to realize like, okay, yeah, that's going to translate to then how it's going to come into my marriage. And so, yeah, no, I mean, my recommendation, I mean, first off, no matter what you think, right? I mean, I'm literally, guys, if you knew my ex-wife, it's like, like you would think there's no way she would do this. And sure enough, she did. And so if there is any way to avoid getting the state involved in your relationships, man, I absolutely affirm you You need to do that. Uh, make sure they stay out of it. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and look at the signs, you know, just like Rich is saying and, and I'm saying is, you know, take a look at whatever signs that you see with the, the parents. That's what will tell you a lot about her expectations. Yeah. I mean, 
like you mentioned in the comments that you wanted to share an anecdote that utterly re reinforces that men should never, never, ever get married sort of thing. But if you have an agenda to have kids, you've, you're, you're going to live in, in a way yeah. that looks like marriage to the state, even if you don't right. get married. You may not be responsible for alimony or for division of assets, but you'll still have some sort of battle with kids right? Uh, because it's a strong control mechanism. It's a good way for her to extract money with family law. Um, there's all those things. Anyway, you also had a question about dating. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, mine, I think, I think are real quick, right? So I've been kind of binge watching stuff. So these are just some practicalities. It's like, um, you know, one is like, what do you do with a gal who just like, perennially just doesn't show up on time. And I'm talking like significant amounts of time. I'm, a, I'm a busy guy on a mortgage finance Cancel. company. Cancel her. Right. Cancel like, like, like these women that do not respect your, or, or value your time and your schedule. If you think that they're going to be valuable to you on a long-term basis, absolutely not. Yeah. I had this one chick. <laughs> she's like, like I used to draw the line at, at about five to 10 minutes, right? Cause I had this one chick mm -hmm. that made me wait 15, then it was 20, then it was 20. You know, I'm like, she's hot. Like I'll wait, you know, 20, 25 cool. minutes, 25 minutes and 30. Like I was a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> and then, it, you know, I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, if she's not going to be respectful of my time and she's not going to value, um, you know, like the schedule that we set to meet up on because you've got some, whatever the fuck, you know, made up reason why you can't make it or why you're running late or, or, you know, something happened. And that's like first impressions, then that's going to be a disaster down the line. So I would just start leaving, you know, like I would just be like, you know what? I wouldn't even answer them, you know, five, 10 minutes late. I would just get up and fuck off. Like I would just, you know, grab my phone, you know, call text, you know, the next chick yeah. might be FWB might be another date. So I'm like, like, I would just leave, just leave. You know, right. set set the example and let them know. Just fucking leave. I had a feeling you'd say Cancel that. It's the sort of thought that was the right thing. And then there's yeah, got to be consequences, man. No, for sure, I'm with you. Um, and then yeah, the whole texting thing. I just have a quick like 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 one of the things too. Again, I'm busy. Like I run a company, and uh, you know sometimes it's just like man, I don't want to be accessible all the time. Yeah. Right? So like, are there times where you just like like hey, I'm not going to respond right now? Or, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. You so, I, mean, like, like, I don't want to be in. The, I don't want to be into games, right? I don't like the whole texting game crap, but. But how old um, are you? I'm 49. And how old do you normally date? Like in what age range do you usually date? Well, I'm really, I'm, I'm new. Like, I mean, I'm even still, still going through the divorce. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really just not even trying to date right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, yeah, some interest. So is there an yeah, age I, range I, that I, you I want to be specific about? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just shouldn't be too public about it right now i'll call in later when, when it's maybe more appropriate fair enough yeah when everything's wrapped up but um yeah do not do not get sucked into a text message barrage of bullshit where they're going to try to monopolize hey how's your day oh yeah so what are you doing with that da, 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 da. oh you're not going to believe what happened at work today da, da, like just don't respond if you're busy you're at work you're chasing excellence you're putting your dent in the universe you've got meetings you have people you're dealing with you're making money you're making serious bank then what's the ROI on being distracted from that to texting back and forth with some gal that you barely know? Yeah. Right. Like just get back to them at your, at your convenience on your schedule. Yeah, um, okay. Women that are, do, so I just want to make sure that that was cool. Yeah. Right? When they're too aggressive and they're blowing up and they're talking a lot on your inbox or whatever, and you get one, two, three, four, like it keeps coming. Like you have to set the example and like at the end of the day, like make them wait till the end of the day and say, Hey, yeah. my days are pretty busy. Um, can't wait to see you on Thursday, you know, whatever the date, you know, might be that you've set up. If, if they're just talking, you're not making a date, then make a date. 
right? Like you shouldn't be doing a lot of back and forth texting. It's like, get to the in real life meetup, get to the meetup where you can check them out, see them in real life, see what they're made of because you, yeah. because you can legitimately spend a lot of time with manipulative time wasters that look nothing like you think they look like if you're using dating apps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my experience so, so far hasn't been a lot of like, just, a, it's not a lot of BS stuff. I mean, it's actually, it's just that, you know, it's, Hey, it's good stuff. It's relevant stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's just that it, you know, yeah, I just don't have time to respond to right now. It's just time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I do. Yeah. So I do. Plus, that. plus when you get out there and you start spinning plates and your divorce is wrapped up, you're, you're going to be dealing with more than one woman at a time. So yeah. how much hey, time do you have to give them? Chad? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you, but I, you know, I, I hear in the community, people talk about chat. I, I have no idea what that is. What's a Chad? <laughs> Chad is, uh, it's just a name for a guy that, that gets a lot of attention from women. It's basically an alpha male. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. they just call him Chad. Cool. Yeah. They have names for all this stuff. Uh, Stacy's are the girls that don't give attention to the dorks. They only give them to the Chad's. Um, I don't know what name they have for the dorks now, just dorks maybe or whatever, but, um, Chad seems to be like the name that they've attached to the alpha male. He, he has a, um, Chad, by the way, has a funny last name. His last name is Thundercock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll let yeah. you marinate on that, man. Have, uh, yeah, have fun going through the divorce grinder. I can promise yeah. you that it gets better when you're all done. Yeah, no, appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you so much for doing what you do, man. Really, literally. Like, all right, really man. Take care, Tyler. See you, buddy. All right. You know, the damn divorce machine. It gets, it's going to get half of you that get married, guys. I'm telling you right now, it's going to get half of you that get married. And more than half of you that go through divorce grind that have to deal with the bullshit will deal with some significant bullshit too. I can tell you right now. So be very, very careful about the choices you make in life and especially the woman that you invite into your life because it can have some serious fucking consequences. Um, do 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 55 ability. Okay. Uh, here, let's give it to Paul because he's been waiting a long time. And he's got a question about the book. Paul, what's up, buddy? Oh, good day, Rich. It's so good to uh, see you. I've been, uh, I've been uh, red pilled for um, eight weeks. Um, and I've, I've, I've listened to um, um, your book twice on Audible and I've started to uh, read Rollo's book. And mate, I hate to say it, but I've lived, I've lived every chapter of your book for 55 years. Yeah. Um, I cut a really long story short. Um, I met a woman when I was 35. I was basically um, an alpha. Met a woman when I was 35, took on her two kids, raised them as my own. She stopped working. Um, I was the bank. And um, that ended 15 years later um, with three kids of my own in the process. Um, broke my heart, as it does, got the T-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, five years later, met a woman who I thought was a woman of my dreams, I listened to your um, train wreck um, podcast about covert narcissists. She was a covert narcissist, used all my resources, love bombed me, used the sex, did the whole thing, mm -hmm. devalued me, and then literally like in that um, podcast, chucked the empty cup over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I have been consuming that, um, and it's always funny, you said, you know, during that drama or when you're at your lowest, this is when you usually come to this stuff, and I have consumed so much of your content um during during this time and you know what it all rings true all the red flags all the things you know being used being abused um being taken for granted the whole um the whole box and dice uh, rich that's the only way i can really explain it yeah. so my question really like i just i can't believe it the more i've read the more i've watched of you and rollo the more i've read of um of your stuff the more podcasts i watch of yours i just go 
tick a box, yep, that was me, tick a box, yep, that was me, tick a mm. box, that was me. You know, the beatitization by a thousand cuts, that was me. And my last relationship of a year and a half with a woman who promised me the world where she eventually cheated on me, um, left me destroyed and I'm still getting over that and, mm -hmm. and took on my family and destroyed my young children. Mm -hmm. um, so here I am, uh, Rich, at the age of 55. I know you talk about, you know, making uh, making bank and that sort of thing. But my question really is, where to? You know, where to for me? I'm, I'm 55. I thought this last woman I met was going to be, dare I say it, I'm going to say it, my soulmate, the woman mm -hmm. I was going to be with forever. And here I am, I'm sort of going, I'm too old to be starting a fresh making bank. Am I too old to be? Am I too old to be? I'm, I'm in the gym. I've always been feared. I've always held on to my physical stature. I'm not a big guy, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm well built. And, um, but, but I never seem to have had worries with women, but my, but my real problem is I just think age is maybe catching me. You know what I'm saying? Back to the first guy who was whinging about age being 29 or 30 going, Oh my God, I wish that was me. But uh, Rich, like I said, my question is, is it too late at 55? What do I do at 55? Where do I start? You know how many guys, um, Ray Kroc got involved with McDonald's in his 50s, um, Colonel Sanders. Like, There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, that built some pretty significant things in the world after the age of 50. So th the first thing I would say is you don't need to get married and you don't need to live with a woman. And that right there eliminates... 99% of your problems, right? You've already got your kids out of the way. You know, there's there's no benefit to you inviting the risk of a woman into your house. So I would just completely wipe that off the table. Unless she brings more to the table than what you have. Yeah. And I believe the laws in Australia are, like you live in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, so I believe laws in Australia are very similar to the way they are in Canada. So I mean, if you yeah. invite a woman in your household that has more than you, then yeah. you're in a safe position. So yeah. that would probably be the only exception. Yeah. Um, well, this was sorry. This was this was the issue with the um, the girl I was with. Like, honestly, um, sexual market value. I reckon she was probably a point or two higher than me. Very attractive woman. Um, really good. Uh, really good career. Um, and and honestly, Rich, it just got to a point eighteen months later where she just looked at me one day. Um, I fell into that comfort. Um, zone where I thought I can back off and um, she looked at me one day and it was honestly a case of I think I can do better um, it left me destroyed and um, and and like I said I am questioning now where do I pick myself up from and start again do I start do I look at starting a business and I've owned businesses in the past but I, I relied on that old company lie of if you have a good job enough a good a job good enough that is enough and and, and um, I'm a school teacher I earn fairly decent money, you know, above average, but not, you know, nothing that's going to blow anyone away. I own my house. I drive a nice car. But at the end of the day, for somebody who was above my um, my marketplace value, it wasn't enough. So I learned all those hard lessons. I've learned all the hard lessons that you and Rolo put down. Yeah, you got to like accept said, that if you get involved with a woman that's, that's got a higher sexual marketplace value than you do, she will probably leave at some point. Yeah. Like the chances of that coming to an end within a few years is pretty high, right? So women always have to look across or up at the guy that they're with. So if she has to look down to you because her value would be higher. And let's be honest, like women generally overestimate their value. And I think men generally underestimate their value mm -hmm. to some degree. 
um, especially, you know, later on in life because men tend to age better than women. Like women don't produce the same levels of collagen in their skin as they get older than men do. So they have more wrinkles. They tend to age faster, especially in other forties than men do sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can look at a, a number of factors, but at the end of the day, you don't need a woman in your life as a, a wife. You don't need a woman in your house because it doesn't make any sense with the one exception. So what else is there to do now that you know, you know, what the facts are and you know again the the purpose of this podcast is why men love comforting lies and it's because they're comforting mm. and yeah comfort, i lived it i lived and, it and comfort is always better than uncomfortable so yeah. uncomfortable truths are look paul um you know this is the way that women are and this is how they're generally going to operate and the older women are generally the more bossy disagreeable argumentative controlling they can be right like uh, a lot of the younger guys that are in their 20s that are dating women right now they have no idea how these career boss bitches can really be in a long-term relationship and they can be a real pain in the ass right so uh they're not always pleasant to be around so so why does it matter like i would find other things and hobbies and camaraderie uh pursuits you know if a business is of interest to you then that you know sort of thing um but putting women front and center like you have your entire life got you to where you are today so yeah. understand that you need to start putting yourself first is probably the biggest starting point for you like making yeah. your own self your own mental point of origin as they say is what's going to start to fix things for you and make every decision around how does this serve me how is this good for me how does this work for me and if yeah. it doesn't, then it's like, okay, it's either a goodbye or it's keep it at arm's length. Mm. You know? And I look at I look at those milestones in my life, Rich, where I started successful businesses, where I um I started to take on new things. And and you know what? I I, I hate to admit it, but I'll admit it. I sacrificed them to a woman. Yeah. And yeah, and here for I what? sit in it, you know? For what? Yeah. You know, for what for at what? the end of the day, right? Exactly. Yeah, for what? That's so, a, yeah. So there you go. You know, just brings right right back to how does this serve me why would i do this how does this improve my life you know like the whole mental point of origin stuff and when you find that you start asking those questions and you approach it from a logical perspective you're not going to invite crazy into your life you're not going to invite potential chaos into your life you might date it you might mm -hmm. have a short-term relationship with it you might friends with benefits you know whatever you know but you're not going to say hey let's get married or let's live together or you know, yeah. let me take you out on a trip or something like that. Yeah. If she's crazy, you know what I mean. So you're like, saying stay. So you're saying stay the course. You're saying stay the course. Keep, 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 keep getting the gym. Think about a business. Think about all those all those factors that you laid down um, constantly about bettering yourself. You're saying at 55, it's not too late. Keep hitting, trying to hit those milestones. With the way that you're describing your life and and what you've done, women don't offer any value to you unless they do. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like yes. any any woman that you're going to deal with, date, talk to sort of thing, I would like, I, unless they bring something useful to your life to the table with low to no risk, then I wouldn't bother. It's like, you know, do what matters to you right now. Yeah. I mean, you're you're starting to lean into the autumn years of your life. Yeah. Why why do you want to spend them in chaos or chaotic matters with women that are going to invite drama and you know silly things there? You got your kids, you know, you, do you have friends? 
Yeah, yeah, I have friends. Yeah, spend more time with them. Yeah, yeah, have some good and laughs my, with them. Take, yeah, and my issue is to, my issue is too rich in 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 dating, particularly that last woman um, that you know I thought was going to be you know in my life forever. I have a I have a um, a ten year old daughter. I have a fourteen year old daughter. So I'm trying to raise them the right way. And um, and you know what I it's the it's the lessons that that woman um, showed my own girls, uh, which you know really reinforces some of the things you're saying. You know that bad behaviour that they saw in her. Um, and you're trying to raise, as you're probably aware, you're trying to raise um, good solid young women yourself. You know. You'll do more for your name and for your legacy by investing time and resources into that than into a long-term relationship, which will probably end the same way that the rest of them all ended. Yeah. 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 And I'm not trying to be black pill here or anything like that. No, no. It's just, you know, the, the stage you're at and the recency that you are to all this information, like you said, this is like eight weeks ago that you started coming across all this stuff. Yeah. It's very new for you. Like you're going to get yeah. angry. You're going to want to go back to your old, you're going to say, fuck that guy, Rich, you know, girls are okay. You know, there's sugar and spice and all things nice until yeah. they're not, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So marinate yeah. on it a little bit more, spend some time by yourself. You know, they call this, uh, this mode monk mode, you know, sort of like, you know, doing your right. own thing, improving yourself, um, mental point of origin, you know, all those awareness, like go on adventures with friends. Like if you've got mates that you haven't done things with that you've talked about doing things, go and do them. Yeah. You know? Oh, look, yeah, you're, you're right. And cause I made that mistake too. And you're going to laugh and hear this, this woman I was involved with for 18 months, she was a, and I watched that podcast too. She was a long distance relationship. When I say a long distance relationship, she was an hour and a half away and all those rules and all that BS that you went through that happens in long distance relationships, that, that hypergamy that goes with it, that I just went, you are bloody kidding me. That is, that is exactly what I've experienced. Right. So yeah, pearls of wisdom, Rich, pearls of wisdom. All right, man. Okay. Thanks, Thanks very much. Have a good night. All right. Um, I think with that being said, we're pretty much at the end of the show. I see a lot of guys waiting to pop in and uh, chat. I'm not going to have time, guys. It's uh, I do a 90-minute show, Max, on this. So I'm, I'm live every Monday at 8 p.m. Come in early if you have questions. Uh, if you have the means, the link to book me privately is uh, pinned below. Um, there's also the community option, which, uh, is also going to be pinned below. You should join. I mean, you know, if you're looking for a group of solid guys and you want to be held accountable and get some things done, take a look at it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I guess with that being said, I want you guys to have an awesome night. Thanks for watching. Leave a comment and the like button. And, uh, with that, we'll peace out with the outro. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses my book, The Unplugged Alpha, Community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.